right now we're recording um, near the end of the four o'clock slate of NFL games. And Kenneth Walker has what almost 200 rushing yards. And I think was he have three touchdowns uh, as of current Lucas, uh, he has 168 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Okay. I know that because he is on my fantasy. 7.3 yards per carry. Um, and noted noted Excel pro who took night classes, who did the grind. Um, I know his real name. I won't say it on here just because, I don't know, whatever. Uh, his double- name rhymes with Ryan Broughton. <laughs> uh, double BB, B- at BB's Big House 1 on Twitter. Um, quoted PFF and said back in October uh, 7th, 2021, uh, it was a post, I believe, about Henderson, Corm, and Walker being really good running backs, like the PFF grades were unbelievable. He said three solid running backs. Can't wait to see Henderson, Travion Henderson, and Blake Corm in the NFL. <laughs> Here's the funny part. Not sure how Walker translates. <laughs> The, the oh. guy here, okay, here. The guy who looking the, for that. The 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 four three speed guy who is impossible to tackle. Yeah, not sure how that's gonna translate. Not sure yeah, how the, the Dope physical... Walker Award winner for the best running back in college football translates to the NFL. <laughs> Fast physical downhill runner who sees the field very well. Not an NFL product. Elite elite cutter. <laughs> Just agile. Good pass catcher. Down. Fuck them. <laughs> I don't see how it – I just – I'm failing to see how it works out. See the XFL ass. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, 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 that's a BB spinous tweet right there. Oh, man. That's that's a, that's in the lube. That's, that's just as good as uh, the Juwan Howard first choice, best choice, only choice. When like there's so many tweets of him saying like not it you would have rather um, had so Hardaway and all that like that's 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 up there with it. You guys hear me, Lucas is Lucas. Your internet's like I don't know I what's know. going on. I gotta I gotta um, figure this out. Welcome welcome to Bacon Wire. It's Hate Week. Uh, we have a very special guest. Um, he used to be the co-host of a podcast divided. I've already decided that the title of this episode will be a podcast united. I was going to say uh, everyone, that please welcome uh, everyone. Please welcome Connor Maldani back to the bacon wire podcast. Connor, thank you for joining us. Our brother. Thank, thanks for having me. My, my family here. <laughs> um, you know, I want to start talking about college football at large because I did watch a lot of college football this weekend. I took a, I took a saucy little jaunt over to uh, Greek Town Casino and spent some time in the Barstool Sportsbook. Um, I'm a stoolie. Oh boy! Uh, and here are the here are the takeaways I have from this week's slate of games. Uh, Max Duggan is that guy. Trade market market. Max Duggan is that fucking guy. Um, Syracuse. Uh, Clemson is a fraudulent program. They are unserious. Yep. Um, I believe I, I, I said we would lose out after the Ohio state game. Um, if we lose to Indiana, I want Mel Tucker fired. Um, (laughs) like straight up. I, if we lose to fucking Ted Lasso, I want, I want, I want the whole athletic department cleaned out. I want everyone gone. I want to burn it to the ground. Uh, I'm going to tell the board of trustees that Mel Tucker fired Sanjay Gupta, and we're just going to get that ball rolling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, those are my main takeaways from from this week in college football. Max Duggan is that fucking guy. My. My main takeaway is that Michigan fans think they're going to walk into um, into Ohio Stadium and completely wreck the Buckeyes. Could they win that game? Sure, but I mean, this is great. They just sit there and go, you know, they struggle a little bit coming out of their bye week, and they're just sitting there going, "Oh, we're going to manhandle these guys. We're we're coming for two in a row." That was my biggest takeaway of the weekend. 
the my other takeaway before we get into the game is um the only thing separating this is for my succession heads out there. Uh, the only thing separating Brian Ference and Kendall Roy is that we know for a fact Kendall Roy killed somebody. <laughs> Maybe some drug use. You never know. <laughs> instead of cocaine, Brian. Instead of cocaine, they Brian Ference has to use that opium they give to like terminal cancer patients. Oh my god! Because there's no way anyone on cocaine is running that offense. I'm sorry. Okay. So, <laughs> Connor, that's a pretty mild take comparatively. Yeah. To like, <laughs> every week. So, it, it's oh, tame. Man. It's it's up there, though. It's good. I've, I've read his articles before that he tried to publish. So, I know, I know, what, I know, what, I know what he's about. He tried to slip some under the rug at, at you know, a couple of times. <laughs> You got to give him credit for trying, though. Like he tried, he for sure tried. He didn't. He didn't think I was going to read it, but I definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> he thought well, he was going to skim through it and just go, "Okay, it looks good." <laughs> I got the idea from high school, where I was like, I would get A minuses on every paper, and like I'd be like, "Okay, like why am I getting the same grade every time? This doesn't make any sense." So, in the middle of one of my papers, I wrote a sentence about how much I love Doritos. And I still got like the same grade, like the same percentage grade. And I was like, oh, he's not reading them. So the next weekend, I put in a whole paragraph about Cheetos and still same letter grade. I want to see this. I wish finally, I wish I kept them too. Finally, I was like, all right, I'm just going to be off topic the whole paper and see what happens. Uh, I got an F on that one. He did catch it. Uh, But. Maybe maybe the one sentence about Doritos wasn't enough to knock you down a letter grade. That's just maybe. Mine. Yeah, that could be it. Maybe it was a real. Maybe he like likes Doritos too. I don't know. <laughs> then then he, he's like Cheetos, okay. And then your next paper, he's like, no, I'm this is crossing the line. Barbecue lays. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, before we go into football, um, fellas, we had a scrimmage today, a closed door secret top secret scrimmage uh, in Knoxville with the Tennessee volunteers who are top five team going to the season. Um, really, really good team. And um, I, Connor and Carter, I think you were, you guys paying more. I wasn't paying attention to it. I saw the pictures where everyone was like scoreboard watching and they're like, well, at one point we were winning and later on we were losing. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything like solid yet. I'm like putting my feelers out there. But I, I'm just like everybody. I was literally looking through all the photos, trying to see if there was any other scores on the scoreboard. And the one that we were down by two with like eight minutes left, that was, I, I'd say, encouraging. Yeah. I mean, did we play it. Gonzaga last year in a closed door scrimmage? Yeah. And we, we played got them a couple worked. times, and yeah, we played them a couple times in scrimmages like that, and they've kicked our ass every time. But that's you know to be expected. Gonzaga is good. I yeah. did see that. I mean, I don't know, like if it was like scored or like kept like the time was kept as like a traditional basketball game but in one of those photos there was like 12 minutes left and Tennessee had 51 points so that had some people concerned about our defense but I but and and some people are concerned about Michigan State's defense anyway like going into the season I just want people to know like Tom Izzo's the head coach man like they're not gonna they're not going to be a bad defensive team will they be maybe average may that's very possible but they will not be bad I don't think they'll be a bad defensive team. Also, it's Tennessee. They can score the ball. I don't even think 51 points with 12 minutes left in the game is even that bad. No. Like, against the against the top 15, top 10 type team. I don't yeah, and think... they were in that game too. Yeah. I don't I'm not that wouldn't make me worried about the defense. I'd just be worried that I actually wouldn't be worried at all. I think that's actually great that we're down by two. We were holding them to 51 points with you know a dozen minutes left. I also probably wouldn't put too much into a preseason. No, absolutely, but... <laughs> not. absolutely not. Yeah, but... we also don't know like what that fifty-one even like signifies. Like we don't yeah. even know if it signifies points. Like I, I love win. that there was like a ten. I found a someone tweeting those pictures, and I saw like a random Tennessee fan saying like stats. I need the stats. <laughs> you know, we I need to make sure we won this game. I'm like, man, Jim Rat thirteen. You're high strung, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would like to see the stats of this game. Like, I, I would like to just oh. – I don't – huh? 
You're a little high strong asking. <laughs> yeah, easy. Says, so, I'm not so, sitting there on Twitter going stats, stats. <laughs> like I would like to play. see the thing I'm most interested in. I'm not really even interested in stats. The thing I, I would like see to a box see score. Most, I, I would like to see what kind of what lineups are out there. Like I would like to hear about the different lineups they're playing in because, like, with only ten scholarships, it's not like Izzo can do the thing that pissed us all off the last two years. And just throw out random combinations during games and being like, let's see if this works. Yeah. Right. You're only going to get so many combinations out of 10 scholarship players. So I, I really would like to see, like, I really like to see, like, who was out there and like the minutes dispersion. Right. Because I think we all kind of have a good grasp of like the first seven guys coming into the, coming into the season. Right. Like we know who the seven are, but I would like to see, like, I don't know, how are they dispersing minutes to, um, like, how are they using Trey Holloman, right? Like, who are they using him with? Like, who's going to be his wingman out there, right? Who's, you know, how many minutes is Carson Cooper getting versus Jackson Kohler, right? Are they playing Cooper and Kohler together in some situations? Like, that's the thing I'm most interested in to see if that comes out of this. I mean, it's a closed-door practice, so unless, unless like, someone just goes on Twitter and, like, spills the beans or whatever, then uh, I, I would really like to know. That's the thing I'd be most interested in learning. I, I can tell you from creeping on every single photo that Tennessee basketball posted on Twitter <laughs> that Cooper and Kohler did have at least at least one play on defense together. So they were in on the on the floor at the same time. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess Carson Cooper has been impressing the staff and it looks like he's actually going to get some playing time this year. I don't know how much because I don't know. I, this is just me being strange, but I mean. Someone commented like on an on an MSU basketball Instagram post and said, like, is Carson Cooper going to actually play this year? And he responded and gave like a thumbs up or like something emojis like, yeah, I am going to play. It's like, OK, didn't expect that. I thought he would kind of redshirt this year and then maybe we'd see what we have with him next year. But I guess he's farther along than they anticipated. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the plan. Yeah, the, I think this Cooper... said they wanted to redshirt him. I don't but think I... you can be I don't think you can be mad at that, though. No, I mean, actually good. If he's like a lot better than you expected and you're ready for him to play, then like. Let's go for it. Yeah, I mean, He's going to have growing pains. You know, people are going to overreact, but I'm curious to see what he looks like, especially if Izzo is not going to burn a red shirt on him. I'm, I'm really interested. It doesn't hurt because Sissoko is, I mean, if he just can't, you know, take another step, then he's likely going to be a foul machine again. And then. If you have to take him out of the game, you either go small with like Hall or Hauser at the five, or you play Kohler, and we already know about his defensive inefficiencies already. So, I mean, why, you know, it, at some point, you might have to give Cooper a shot, and we'll see what happens there. Justin Sissoko. I'm, it's, it's waning. I'm begging you. I'm begging it's waning, you. It's waning, man. It, He's got to show Izzo's, me something. Izzo's done that thing with, with at least one player a year go, going into the year, like, you know, he said Joey Hauser was the best passer he'd seen since Magic Johnson leading in that year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Hauser was he was he was on the team. Um, but I'm I'm just kind of hesitant to to hear the Sissoko praise. And I hope he proves me wrong. I'm not trying to be a dick about him. I'm just like, you know, I I want to see the jump. Like I if he like puts on a block party against Kentucky or, you know, does some damage against, you know, one of the big boys that we play first, then yeah, I'll, I'll start to put my, I'll start to start to put my uh, feet on the desk, like a canceled WWE president. I'm an early investor in Sissoko stock. So if you guys are interested in buying eventually, I'll, I'll let you know. I mean, he's definitely going to have his hands full, full early, right. Between, I mean, Oscar Shibway, um, I know he kind of had surgery. I don't know if he's going to be ready for that Champions Classic matchup. I haven't heard anything. We haven't really heard anything. Who did? Shibway. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he should he should miss it. He has like foot surgery, which you like know, for for uh, basketball players, foot foot stuff is. You know, you, you want to think about your health first, so you probably should miss miss just one game. Yeah, you got Shibway, and then you're going up against Drew Timmy and Gonzaga. Um, oh my god, those he's still are just, there. Yeah, those are those are two big those are two big tests back to back for Sissoko to see if he can kind of handle the heat and if he can and if he can look like if he can look like not a baby deer trying to stand on ice, 
then I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna be really good going forward. And in a big 10 that, I mean, like has two proven big men, that's it in a league yeah. where big men kind of make their name. I mean, is there really anyone out there besides Edie and Edie and uh, Edie and the front running power bottom? <laughs> I was going to I'm waiting to see how you worded that. Okay, well, there's also Trace Jackson Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I forgot about TJD. Yeah, yeah me too. So, uh, I think we're going to be all right this year. I think if we can hang on this year, make the tournament, keep the streak alive, and then I think next season will be pretty damn good too. Like that, that could be a really fun year. I'm a lot higher on this team than I think most people are just because, I mean, I think, I think the, I think having established roles early on in the big 10 being down, this team has a shot to, I think, have better seating than expected in March. I mean, I know that's really, really, I mean, I know that's really, really early to say, but I think like it's a different formula this year. Uh, but it's something that could work because I think it's something that we hated a lot. I think Spartan Doug, you said this, like it's something we hated before, but it could be solved like very quickly. Yeah, no, I, and uh, you know, I, if you look at teams who have tournament success, right. There are teams that don't play a ton of guys, mm-hmm. right. Like Armando our, last year for North Carolina, Armando Baycott was basically like falling apart. One, during the one final leg. four. Yeah, he had one leg during the final four in the national championship game, and he was still playing, and he was and the team was still pretty effective with him out there. So they almost, they almost won the national title too. Like Kansas right. those teams and Kansas, right? Like those those teams are always like six, seven deep. They're not 10, 11 deep. No, yeah, it's like what Villanova does too. Yeah. So you know, I I do think I do think there's a good opportunity for Michigan State to kind of I don't think they're going to win the regular season title, but I do think they can. I do think they're in pretty good position to earn themselves a double buy. Yeah, I think I think we could be up in the top of the Big Ten tournament bracket. I do think the opportunity for a double buy is there. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I think that, like like you said, I the the best teams have smaller rotations. Izzo is always complaining about how he wants to cut down his rotation, and then it goes into like January and February, and he's still he's still playing 10, 11 guys. And there's like two or three guys without a real role. So, I mean, unless there's an injury, I think this is like, this plays right into Izzo's coaching philosophy anyways. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what this team will look like. It's something I'm monitoring for sure. Brett just tweeted something really funny. Kenneth Walker has 411 rushing yards this season, which is more than all old miss running backs combined in the past four years. <laughs> He's he's ma- he's a master, and I, I love I love reading the replies. It's all Michigan fans. It's so funny. They are they just they cannot grasp this this account. Like they can't get a grip on what Brett is. And I love it. Um, I think so, they think he's like actually affiliated with the university. Yeah, they <laughs> they, they, be- they believe he's on the payroll. Hilarious. Um, so. We brought Connor on. It's hate week. And it's, it's officially here. I mean, it, it kind of started last week too, but um, this week it's officially on uh, October, October 29th, 29th, 7.30 PM on ABC. We go to Michigan stadium and try to keep Paul Bunyan for a third straight year. Mel Tucker is the only coach to be 2-0 against Michigan. The chances of him making it a third are slim, but like I said last week, I firmly believe there is a path. It's a very small path. I'm not saying it's this big, wide-open path, but something's there. But we open – I think we open at a 21-point underdog this week. Is that what yeah, the like line is right now? Yeah. That's rough. Um, I expect that line to go up. I bet it'll be around – 24, 25 at kickoff because there's just going to be so much money being poured into, into Michigan that that line's just going to keep ballooning. Um, I, I don't know, I'll let you guys go first. I mean, Connor, what, what, let's just start. Let's just start. I'll read the stats real quick. Cause I, I want to do some research, AKA I have it on my computer. Um, 
Michigan 7-0. They are averaging 43 points a game, which is really good. They're sixth in the country. Their defense is pretty solid, um, averaging just over 12 points a game, which is third best in America. Um, but their strength of schedule sucks, according to the statistics, according to the metrics. They are 90th out of 131st. Not the best, but four games in, having a top three defense and a top six offense, four games in the Big Ten, that's pretty solid. Um, <laughs> let's look at our guys. Um, <laughs> MSU, three and four, obviously, we all know that. We have 110 fewer points. We average 27 points a game, which is good for 79th. And our <laughs> our defensive points, okay, we have 189 points on the year. Guess how many points we've given up? Uh, 267. No. Under. Oh. Take a guess. Carter, Connor? 231. Yeah. Two, 243. 190. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Akron. Because of Akron. <laughs> yeah, that Akron game <laughs> just kind of saved that. That blew my mind. I just sit there for a sec. We're, <laughs> we're scoring 27.0. We're giving up 27.1. And technically, our defense out of 131 is five spots better than our offense <laughs> at 74 to 79. <laughs> I would like to take Akron out and see what it would be like. No, I no. want to take Akron. Okay, BB. All right, BB. We don't get to just eliminate them. <laughs> hey, listen. Between Kenneth Walker's big day and Bo <laughs> Nix's bat and Bo Nix like, pitching a perfect game yesterday, it's been a bad weekend for the spreadsheet lovers. I'll say that. <laughs> Bad week for the spreadsheet, guys, on both sides of the rivalry. Um, oh, if you took out, we'd probably be under 20, under 20 points a game um, easily or pretty close to that. But take out all of our bad offensive games, too, and then yes. – There we go. If we just eliminate everything that, that's <laughs> – you know that We're even. That we're even. It's, it's so zero. If you, if, you, if you factor in our best offensive and defensive game – we're giving up zero points per game, Same. and uh, the spreadsheet shows we're averaging 52 points a game scoring. <laughs> so that's pretty impressive. We'd be number one in both metrics. But okay. our strength of schedule is actually pretty decent, 36 out of 131. So we played some good opponents. Um, I'll start with – we'll start with Connor first because he's our he's our brother, our family, our, our guest that I've wanted to have on for so long, and I'm glad he's here. What – what do you think? Let's just let's just start off that way. What do we think? What do you think is going to happen Saturday? Oh God! What do I think is going to happen for uh, for, for I, the podcasters? He's like he has his head in his hands. I I am dreading everything about the game, but with that said, like the fact that Michigan fans are so incredibly cocky about it, and the fact that they're already guaranteeing a win, like. I'm going in with zero expectations. They're going in expecting like a 55 to seven blowout. And it's going to, if it blows up in their face, I'm going full scorched earth on Twitter for, for oh, probably until basketball is over. Honestly, until I already, I already said, I'm getting banned. Like I'm getting the, I'm yeah. getting my account banned. <laughs> I, I have so many screenshots. I, I've literally been saving screenshots since the summer. So I'm oh, ready. Dude, to I've got a ton of them too. Yeah, it, there's going to be so many deleted accounts. There's it's, but what do I think is going to happen? I think that we're probably going to hang around for you know the first half. We'll probably make it somewhat interesting. We might even score first or do do something, um, and and then they'll just run it down our throats with Corum and Edwards, and our run defense will just be unless unless Slade shows up and and is healthy and good and Henderson is still healthy and everything. I mean, the bye week can't hurt. Yeah. Can't hurt us. I, 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 our run defense is our strength, but our defense doesn't exactly have a strength. <laughs> and I, I just think that they're going to, they're just going to run it a million times against us. They might have a couple JJ things up their sleeves, but I, I would assume that we lose by three touchdowns. Unfortunately. <laughs> Bad bad vibes. I'm sorry. No, don't. It's okay. I I called for us to lose out, so uh, I guess I'll I guess I'll go next. So, um, I I do think having Slade and Henderson back and having the bye week, um, does does help. It, it does help, kind of. It does kind of help reset, right? Um, but ultimately, here's what it comes down to. 
It's not that I don't trust any of the players. I don't. I do. I, in fact, trust the players a ton. Even though they're not, like, national championship, even though it's not, like, a national championship contending team, I still do think that this team is – I still do think that the sum of its – that this team is worse than the sum of its parts, if that makes sense. Um, ultimately, what it comes down to is I don't trust this, but I don't trust Scotty Hazleton and Jake Johnson. I, them, them spending the last six weeks uh, trying to out dipshit each other and escalating, escalating their own stupidity is astounding. It's absolutely, it's been breathtaking. It's been the only consistent thing in this in in this wretched football season. <laughs> I can't believe to hold my beer. Yeah, literally, they're just passing a beer back and forth to each other, doing something stupid. You're not wrong. Oh yeah, I'm gonna play Jacoby Woodman as a. I'm gonna play Jacoby Woodman in a as a down lineman. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have. <laughs> I'm gonna have Jared Broussard run up the middle. Oh yeah! <laughs> I'm just... doing a I'm doing a Tyler Hunt tight end screen on third and nine. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> I just Daniel don't... Barker don't know him. Yeah, I spent all offseason bragging about Daniel Barker. Third and five. I... Let's let's give a 15 yard cushion. No big deal. Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna run the ball up the middle three straight times on the goal line and get nothing for it. I wanted Jay Johnson's head on a stake last weekend after he after he ran it the same exact play up the middle. Three was it four straight times? I don't even know. On the yeah, goal line. I think it was we got stuffed. Four straight times. We got stuffed well, like the do one play time. action. Even if you do one play action and run it the other three times, at least you're trying. You're not even right. trying. Team doesn't mix in play action like at all. Ever. Ever. Get it. So so basically. In order, in order for Michigan State to even keep it competitive on Saturday, we're basically relying on Tweedledee and Tweedledum to call the best games they've ever fucking called since they've been employed. Is basically what we're relying on. We're, we're basically we're basically asking a fish to climb a tree, to borrow the old Albert Einstein saying. I just don't. I don't let's, think let's start that's doing the happen. rain dance. It's time to do the rain dance. Even yes. if we do the rain dance, Jay's gonna go. Jay's gonna pull a Pep Hamilton and have Peyton Thorpe throw it sixty times. Yep. <laughs> it's really storming out here, Peyton. How you feeling? <laughs> it's like fucking Karen from Mean Girls. There's an eighty percent chance it's already raining. In order for Michigan State to be successful Saturday, Jay Johnson and Scotty Hazelton basically have to copy George Costanza from that one episode of Seinfeld where he does the exact opposite of what his base instinct is. Yes. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> they basically like where he goes and go, hits on that woman in the diner and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Bas- they basically have to go ask Madden. Jay Johnson basically has to have <laughs> ask Madden up, rate the plays from one to three on what he wants to do and then pick play th- and then pick his third favorite play of the three in order for Michigan State to even keep it competitive in this game. The only saving grace is that is that maybe is that the defense, the scheme and the defense looked competitive enough last week to where maybe Scotty Hazleton maybe got sick of Mel Tucker ripping him a new asshole and decided to start doing different things. I doubt it. Maybe it was just because Wisconsin decided to shit themselves. I I just don't I don't know. As bad as as bad as Scotty Hazelton has been, and he's been awful. I'm on record about about what I think of Scotty Hazelton. I've been on record. As bad as Scotty Hazelton has been, Jay Johnson in the past during in the past six weeks has almost been worse. So we're basically we're basically putting our faith in Exactly. We're asking fish to climb trees. I just don't see it. I just, I don't fucking see it. I don't like, I don't know. I agree about Jay Johnson. It took him seven weeks to realize how to play to this team's strengths. Like 
you have Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman. That's why you won last week is because you were just throwing jump balls to those guys. Those were the literal plays that won you the game was saying, oh, look, I have a six foot four, like 200 pound wide receiver who's ultra athletic and is a is going to win the matchup against most defensive backs. Here I go. Let's throw it up. Oh, it worked. Oh, look, I have a receiver who maybe isn't the biggest guy, but is incredibly physical and can go up and get it. I'm going to throw it to him, too. And that's and that's I mean, that's what it's going to take for them to win this game is to continue to play to those strengths, not rely so heavily on the run. Also, if you this and this is a very likely scenario, if you're down two scores quickly, which is very possible. You have to pretty much abandon the run. You have to pretty much go off script. Like you, there's just no, there's just no excuse for. But will he? If they go down, fourteen nothing. There's no excuse for coming out and handing a ball up the middle to Jalen Berger. Like at that point, you're waving a white flag, and you're saying you don't care. So, it just comes down to you have to you have to throw the ball around. The strength of this football team is how good their receivers are, and outside of that, there isn't a whole lot. So, that's where the path is. Um, Defensively, yeah, I mean, it, it it comes down to being able to stop the run, and Michigan's strength is how good their offensive line is, how good Quorum's been, and, I mean, J.J. can move too. Uh, it would help to get Slade back, but I also think it would help to get Jeff Petrowski back because, I mean, he's kind of their, been their most consistent pass rusher this year, believe it or not, outside of, like, Jacoby Winman. I mean, Winman, Winman kind of once Petrowski and Vogel and Slade all got hurt, they just put like three linemen on Winman and Mitset told everybody else to go beat them. But yeah, it, it, I think it comes to winning the trenches battle, especially in this one, because you need to be able to stop the run and you have, you do not have the advantage on that side of, on either side of the ball in the trenches. So that's where it's going to be tough to overcome. And I, I'm not feeling greatly optimistic about that. Two things that might make me turn the game off early. Uh, one, if we win the coin toss and defer to uh, to watch our masterful defense, probably get dog walk down the field to start the game. Um, that's going to be an easy choice. And then two, if the first tight end coming out of on offense is Tyler Hunt, I'm I don't know what I'm going to do because Malik Carr is averaging 20 yards of a catch. Obviously, you have that big one against Wisconsin, but whatever, I'm counting it. Um, Barker's averaging 9.4 yards a catch. Um, I, I don't get why we're still getting letting Tyler Hunt get these looks. Like like Esty said the other day, he has, he, has, he has to have something on, on the coaching staff to get this attention. Um, but there is a path to beat these guys, but – it, it will take, like we've all said, do I trust Hazleton and Johnson to play their best games coaching? No. If I had to pick one I'd trust more, honestly, it'd be Jay Johnson because he did call a pretty good game last year against Michigan. He called and nearly – I mean, it's easy when you have K-9 just completely torching, you know, the Billy Jean boy and uh, all those guys on the Michigan D-line. But it, it, he did call a pretty good game. And, and then he did in 2020 when it was really easy. He's just like, this team's not that good. We're just going to throw jump balls and see if these guys can hang with us. And it was pretty clear that they couldn't do that. And honestly, that's our best chance. That's our best shot to win this game is if we just do jump balls when needed, like do a run or two, but if it's not working, just let Peyton throw, let him throw the ball. And, you know, let Keon and Jaden go for him. But no matter what you do on offense, if the defense can't stop anything, I mean, JJ is very accurate. He is a 78% completion passer. Um, he doesn't have as many yards as Peyton, obviously. Not as many touchdowns, but five fewer interceptions. So it's not like he doesn't take the risks. And the, for, the, for Michigan State to have a shot, they need to push JJ to take risks and to throw interceptions. And it's probably not going to happen. I don't trust Hazleton to cook up a scheme, even if he had a fully healthy defense, like if snow was out there, I, I don't see it happening. 
And especially with how good their O-line is, like as he said last week, I think it probably is the best in America. It's it's top three. Um, I mean, Blake Corm's averaging 6.2 yards a carry. He's already got 13 touchdowns. He's going to break 1,000 yards in this game unless we just have the game of our lives on both sides of the ball, unless the defense is just playing like, like they say, it's our Super Bowl, unless we're literally playing like we're in the Super Bowl. Um, I don't see it happening, but I could see us hanging around like, like you guys are saying around the, maybe the mid third quarter, Michigan kind of gets it together and starts pulling away. I think we would backdoor cover this game. I'm going to go 37 to 17. See, and, and, and here's my, and like, here's, and, and here's where I struggle, right? Because I've watched every snap of MSU football this year. I've watched some games twice, okay, because I was so fucked up during the games. I wanted to talk about them on the pod. I had to go back and rewatch them so I could remember what happened. Uh, like, I just don't – like, basically, basically this team is going to have to play – this defense is going to have to play perfect. They're gonna have to play like they like they haven't played like they haven't played yet this season. Um, and and ultimately, even if they do do that, it the scheme is going to fail them because the scheme fails them. And the two, I think, the two worst units on this team are the secondary and the linebackers, and the coaches responsible for them are Harlan Barnett. In Scotty Hazelton. Every linebacker who looked decent last year has regressed. I would say Cal Halliday has regressed yeah. from last year to this year. The Maryland game showing from him was awful. I would oh, say Jeff Pribble. I would say, we didn't see a ton of Petrowski last year, but I would say that he regressed. Um, I think Cal Halliday would be better if he just put gloves on. Bogle, Bogle and Brule have not been as advertised. I'm going to blame that on the coaching they received from Scotty Hazelton. Ultimately, like as long as they're as long as Scotty Hazelton is scheming the defense, and as long as Harlan Barnett is like, I don't know, telling stories about his time as an NFL corner in the 70s and not going over film, then this then the then this team is going to continue to struggle. And, and I don't, and I really, I really fail to see to see the same path to victory that you do, Lucas. The only thing I can see is that is like I know I know nobody in here is a community head. Um. Oh, you are. Okay, yeah. this will make sense for you and you only, Carter. Okay. Um. Basically, Michigan will have to. Michigan will have to spend the last two weeks. Um, South Park reference, smelling their own farts, like farting into a glass and sniffing it um, to the point where their ego, like Jeff Wingers, has grown to a point where it's on the point of where it's on the verge of exploding. That's really like they haven't done shit this entire. They haven't done shit the last two weeks because they think they're going to walk in and take it. That's basically what needs to happen. And and that could happen, but it's more so their fans that always do that than the team. In in Coach D'Antonio has a point. Like it's like that arrogance doesn't come out of anyone. Yeah. Like it comes from the program. Yeah. It's bread. It's bread from the program. Donovan Edwards just guaranteed a win like three days ago. Oh, he did? Yeah, he said we're we're gonna win. We're gonna like beat them to point of no mercy. That's our plan or something. I mean, oh, he's yeah, Don, yeah, Donovan Edwards did say that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure the question was super baity, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he's still. I mean, he, the players the players think this too. They're they're thinking there's no way that they're gonna beat or they're gonna lose the state. So I mean, it definitely is a program thing. And it is a program thing for sure. Because remember, remember uh, Joe Milton saying Antoine Simmons wasn't on their yes. radar. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Michigan State's best defensive player that year. <laughs> yeah, the only the was. only defensive player worth a damn. Yeah, and that almost yeah, Shakur Brown was game. Good. Yeah, Shakur Brown was pretty solid. Uh, and yeah, they said that last year, like that whole week leading up to the game, it was just like this giant bubble that was going to burst. Like 
they were talking so much shit that, and they were a good team of obviously really, 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 really good team. But like, they thought they were going <laughs> to, they thought they were going to hashtag raid the woodshed, the woodshed. <laughs> pack it with 30,000 Michigan fans and uh, walk out of there with Paul Bunyan. And none of that happened. There were maybe a thousand Michigan fans that came and you know, so many yellow pom-poms when I was walking out of Spartan stadium, that was just, Oh, like just phenomenal. But I think this year it's a blue out. Is that Smart. what they heard? They're trying, they're trying, they're, a couple of fans are trying to get it a blue out, which I, I personally am all for. You're going to take a stadium that doesn't retain sound very well. No. Um, and you're going to dress everyone in a dark color at night. I love it. I love the quiet. <laughs> yeah. I love the concept. I love the concept from head to toe. A stadium that doesn't retain sound very well, number one, and a fan base that, unless they're kicking ass from opening whistle to closing whistle, can get really quiet really fast. So I, I, love, I love the idea of a blue out. I think they should do it. Like, I legitimately think it's the best idea they've ever had. <laughs> it, they should do a yellow out with the yellow pom-poms. They have them left over from last year. That yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be like a sunshine blower and all that. I mean, I like I said, I still think we're gonna get, we're gonna lose. We're gonna, they're gonna pull away and beat us. But this rivalry has seen some really weird things. Like you know, since the D'Antonio and even like in '05 with John L. Smith, like that was a back and forth game. Um, that we probably should have won, or at least I think we had a chance if we didn't turn the ball over so much. And then, you know, like 2007, D'Antonio's first year, I think we were up 10 points in that game. Yeah. Little and, brother game. Yeah, it was like, a little brother Ryan game. Mallett, Ryan Mallett fumbled the ball, and if it weren't for Mike Hart picking up and running it for a first down, we probably start the D'Antonio era and want to know. Which, yeah, that's – I mean, it, like, and ultimately, Lucas, I mean – I. Like, I know it's like a, oh, maybe get your Super Bowl. <laughs> but, like, on some level, like, it's true. Like, it's, like, just, like, their program breeds content and, like, ego. Like, our program breeds, like, hatred. Like, every player who comes through who comes through those doors at Scandalaris fucking hates Michigan. Mm-hmm. Fucking hates them. That's the way it should be. Wants to blow their heads off their shoulders. And like it's you, I don't think I, I don't think a lot of players can say that same way. They like to act that way, like Chase Winovich, like after that game in seventeen, and 18. Devin Bush, oh. Chase Winovich after that game in eighteen, and Devin Bush, like doing that fake little temper tantrum, oh, thing. a little pissy fit. I mean, that was so that was so staged. You might as well have had Chris Harrison narrating it. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't usually give a shit about Michigan players after they leave, but like Devin Bush, like I am glad he sucks in the NFL. Well, yeah. he, can, he can come see BT Jordan and, and get right. I think he's recovering from an ACL injury, isn't he? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I, I was at the, I've been, I've been to quite a few Michigan state Michigan games. I've been to, my first one was the 13 game. You know, we kicked their ass in the in the freezing rain. That was kind of our coming out party to the whole country because we were like maybe 24th in the country and then they were 20th and, you know, the rest is history. And then I'd say the least fun game was 2014 when we beat them 35-11. Like every Michigan fan that we were talking to before the game was like, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> like, this feels they, – they felt like they were walking into a funeral because they were all like, yep, Brady Hoke's going to be fired. Don't know what's going to happen. Uh, then I went to the 18 game. That game was just not fun. Um, I was at that one. Yep, that was bad. The only thing I remember was there was some douchebag in the stands that loudly cheering when Felton Davis got hurt. Mm. And I think Spartan Ryan actually was sitting right by him, and he's like, you might want to leave. And I remember he got, he's, they said he got escorted out um, class as usual. And then, you know, I was at the, you know, last year's game, which is I think the best game I've ever seen in person. And I, I've been to so many of classic MSU games, but that, 
by far is the best. And I'd love to go to Ann Arbor to see this game, but I have a state license plate on my car. And I'm, I don't, I mean, I just, <laughs> I don't know what I'd do if we somehow won that game, how I'd react or like how to get out of that stadium without you'd getting, end, you'd end up kid. in jail. You'd end huh? up, in, you'd probably end up in jail. <laughs> Best case scenario. I mean, that's like the best case scenario. Best case scenario. Worst case, you're like probably not alive. Worst case, yeah. Worst case scenario, Don is eating, but you, but you're art. <laughs> oh no! That's Just like a mortal comment, Don finishes me off with a fatality, like in Ann Arbor. This is like you're not my family. <laughs> Sucker punches me. You guys need to have like a, a like a box off. Like you guys need to have like a boxing match for charity or something. Yes. I don't think I, I'd take him, man. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would be probably the most like paid for like live stream of all time, honestly. Like <laughs> because what, <laughs> what's really funny is there's so I've noticed that there are so many Michigan fans on Twitter who can't stand Don. Like, and that's not trying to be mean to the guy. I'm sure he's going to hear it. But, like, I'm amazed when I scroll through Twitter and, like, people send his tweets or, like, you do or, like, someone does. And people, so many Michigan fans, I'm scrolling. They're like, oh, my God, this guy's talking again. What's (laughs) going on? And I'm sure people say that about me, too. But, like, yeah, that'd be a hell of a pay-per-view. Like, don't you? You you would probably, like – you'd probably close a charity down because they wouldn't even need any more money. You would, you would literally end a charity. The charity would be done. Yeah. You'd be like, nope, we're good. Wrap or you could, just, you could just pay uh, uh, Scotty Hazleton's buyout. We could end, we could end world hunger. World hunger. That's what I'm saying. I think so. With a Lucas Don boxing match. We yeah. could have it. He lives in Atlanta. We could have it in uh Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yes. Same big. I love it. I love it. Fill the whole thing. <laughs> and then I'll actually, my proceeds, I'll say we'll go to charity, but I'll actually buy podcasting equipment. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll do with it. That's not a shot at Don. It's oh, no. We, we know who that's. We, yeah, there's, there yeah, Lucas, Lucas will fix his home internet with... <laughs> <laughs> the money that's supposedly going to charity. I don't know why my internet sucks down here. My internet's good everywhere else. I need to get a better router. Um, Black Friday's coming up, so I'll do it then. Um, but <laughs> that's yeah. I I sh- that. If I were good with Photoshop, I'd make like a fight night poster with me and Don. We know plenty of people who are good at Photoshop. We'll we'll make it happen. Yeah, we'll <laughs> mock it up. We'll mock it up. And then uh, um, JoJo's gonna be like, "Is this real?" <laughs> why was it taken, was it taken? <laughs> what do you mean um uh, no i mean so sd you think we're gonna lose out you do uh i mean after watching Rutgers, indiana i feel pretty good about our chances i feel i feel pretty good <laughs> about keeping the old presbytude i feel <laughs> yeah i could not believe that score when i saw that i'm like what I have to be more concerned about Rutgers than Indiana. Indiana always has our number, though, for whatever reason. Like, Indiana play always so plays hard. It's so annoying. Like, even I think in the 13, 14, 15 years, didn't they just? Yes, every they year. so close to beating us. Every year. Uh, even in 17, I think in 17, when we had that good year, I think it, we, were, we were losing, like, the entire time. Yes. And, yeah, remember, we were down 9 nothing. I was getting – I was doing engagement pictures with my, with my now wife, and – like I'm on this, I'm on this really nice golf course getting these pictures taken, and every chance I'm getting this look at my phone, I'm like, oh my god, you got to be kidding me, we're losing this mm. fucking game. She's like, I want to see those because you you probably look so happy. <laughs> yeah, when we won, my smile just got so much better. Yeah, uh, the, the early pictures are just like you, just with a scowl on your face. I'm just like, just trying to hide the pain, you know, just <laughs> try to think about it. Um, I think no matter what, I think we're gonna be all right after this game like but you know the thing that concerns me is that i kind of want this is twisted but i kind of want to see us lose a close game i'm kind of sick it would, it would be nice, by yeah. 10 by 15 by 15 to 20 points i'm sick of it well i think you you mean to say if we are to lose a game yes want it to be close like you don't that's what i meant 
Yes. Yeah, like, I'm sick I, of getting. I'm sick of getting my ad. I'm sick of getting our asses shit. <laughs> at least, at least when we're losing, though, we don't have to pay attention like for the entire second, third, and fourth quarter. It's just true. Over. You just know that it's over. Yeah, like I just get all my emotions out at halftime, and then like the rest of the game, I'm just kind of on my phone on Twitter and just watching it half ass. Like, see, I'm a, I'm a fucking sicko, so that does nothing for me. Like, I've left at halftime for the Ohio State game just because I knew that was just going to get worse and worse. And we left, like, five minutes into the third quarter of the Minnesota game because they went up 24 nothing. Like, that stuff just, like, I'm done. But, like, if it's a close loss, man, that would that – would... You, you were going to celebrate last week if we lost in overtime, weren't you? <laughs> You were you're gonna pump your fist. I'm just you're about to be so happy. Victory. I told you Tucker could lose a close one. I told you. Program loss. That was a program <laughs> loss. Hats are handed out after the game. You buy the hats from Sparty Mike and just put loss tape on there. That was when I knew our program was done. That's that's when I knew that it was oh. I mean, I already knew like the Illinois game just ripped it out of me. But like oh, yeah, dude. handed out hats for winning the pinstripe bowl. Oh my god, that I was yeah. like, just end me now. No, like, no that wasn't the pinstripe bowl. Was for the Maryland oh, that was that was the Maryland win to make the ball. Yeah, yeah. And they beat Maryland like 17-14 or something at home. It was awful. Uh, I think I went saw oh, yeah, that even and worse. I just, like I don't fucking care. And I heard they won. Cassie's like, "Oh, are you really happy?" I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> like, That's sucks. our program is in a great place. Yeah, Sparty Mike, and I'm not trying to be mean. I met him. He's a he is seriously Lovely a very guy. nice guy. Lovely guy. Very nice guy. Seems very nice. He is he is the most passionate Spartan fan I've ever seen. Yeah. And I tailgate with Spartan Ryan. Like <laughs> I thought Spartan Ryan was our Wolverine devotee. No, it's Dr. Sparty Mike. And that's that's the best compliment I can give. Legend. Um, but I asked him, like, hey, do you have one of those program win hats? He goes, <laughs> yeah, I bought it at the surplus store. I'm like, why awesome. did you buy that? He goes, well, it was like five bucks. I'm like, you paid five, it was a dollar hat. <laughs> yeah, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like it was a do- it was it. like yeah, I, I said five bucks. But yeah, I'm like, buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. Why did you have that? It's a collector's but- item. I mean, I'm sure all the players donated that hat to the surplus. Oh, store. all of them covered. <laughs> yeah. They probably just looked at the hat and just threw it back in the bin. <laughs> That's I can't even believe that was a thing. We should we honestly should have gotten made fun of more for that. Should have got sanctions for it. <laughs> Scholarships rescinded. Like it should have been over. Death death penalty. Yes. So <laughs> something I wanted to ask you, Connor, is that I've seen some pretty stupid posts like on our Facebook group that we're a part of. You know that Ryan and you you I think you're an admin, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen some really stupid comments from people, but like saying that we should fire Mel Tucker after this year, like if we lose this game, like honestly, like what's your long-term outlook? Like what, what do you want to see from Mel in the coming years? Cause I'm of the opinion that if we're still doing this in 2025, yeah, then I think it's time to have a very, very hard conversation. I think if we're still doing this in 2024 or even next year, like we need to hmm. start thinking about, I mean, like, next year i don't i think that might be too soon but if we're still going like three and four through our first seven games in 2024 with you know most of his recruits on the team and like his guys are juniors and seniors like that's an issue i think and i think that's kind of like what he's his vision is is like be patient like i we're getting guys in um i think i saw the interview with I think it was Sheehan was on the the Spartan Dog Show and um, was Khalif. What's what's his name? The- Saeed Khalif. Khalif. Yeah, yeah. Khalif. Yeah. He, he was basically just like, like, we're taking our lumps, but like, I promise you we're getting our guys. And like, I have no reason not to trust the guys like that on the staff who like, he seems like he was a great addition. Uh, you know, Tucker knows that he's got to make changes in the offseason. If we don't see changes in the offseason, I'm I'm worried. Like I'm, I'm legitimately worried if, if Hazleton yeah. and or Jay Johnson are both still around next year, like Johnson, I will give a pass. I actually kind of like Jay Johnson. I think he was the recruits like him. So that's kind of like, he does shit. Like Hazleton yeah, he, doesn't, he does, he does do good things for the program. Hazleton is just like, I don't know if I've ever actually heard him talk. Like I've never, like he's, 
they show him on the sidelines. He's just getting riled up after giving up like a 25 yard pass. Like, it's just, <laughs> dude, you just don't fit here. You don't fit the culture. Like there's just nothing. It just doesn't mesh. So if he doesn't make changes in the off season, you know, in two years, if we're not winning it, at least eight or nine games regularly, I don't even think that's like a high expectation. No, that's but, not even Tucker's expectation. That's no, the Tucker floor. wants to win the championship, but like in 2024, if we're not like eight and four, nine and three, minimum i think that's an issue like i don't want to turn into texas a&m where like they're paying jimbo fisher to lose like to to just garbage can teams and he's he's bringing in the top recruiting classes and he can't win games like if we're bringing in good recruiting classes and you can't win that shows how bad of a coach you are so i think i think that the future is bright but i mean changes need to be made jimbo fisher is has skated off of Jameis Winston for almost 10 mm-hmm. years. And it's amazing how much, how much length he's gotten out of that, how much money he's gotten out of those two years with that kid. Yeah. Like that blows my, like I watched them the other night and I'm like, these guys, these guys suck it. I thought we were bad at play calling. I'm like, these, these are the, du- like you have an amazing team mm-hmm. on paper and you're calling the dumbest plays I've ever seen. Well, I, can- I and I mean, so so here's the thing, okay? <laughs> after the after the Maryland game, I believe I put Mel Tucker on Brady Hulk watch. Oh, um, God. <laughs> so right. <laughs> um, I truthfully, truthfully, you know, like whatever. All right, like fine. He's not gonna fire Hazel to the middle of the season. Fine, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Okay. If if Barn if if Barnett and Hazelton aren't gone in you know after the season ends, then I'm not really sure what Mel's long-term plan is. Because my problem with Hazelton isn't that the defense is bad. Okay. I think the defense was probably the weakest part of the end of the Mark D'Antonio era. And that's sad because those the that 18 defense deserved so much fucking better than what they got. That 18 and 19 defense deserved so much fucking better. I thought I thought we were gonna win 10 games in 18. I really thought we were gonna be contending for the big That defense was was actually nasty. Yeah, they were up there with the 13 team in terms of like some stats. They were just as good. And no one will ever talk about it because we were so bad. Politically, politically, and on the field, they were fucking nasty. They were disgusting. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I and like and like I, I really don't believe that that the personnel that's there right now are like are like just like traffic cones. No, like I do think there are deficiencies that that can only be addressed through recruiting, like. Like a like a like a top twenty cornerback isn't just going to step into the portal, so you know you either need to find diamonds in the rough, which they've tried to do. Get, you know, I'll give I'll give Tucker and Barnett credit. They've you know they tried Amir Speed. You know, Amir Speed is a guy Mel Tucker recruited. He's just not he's not who they thought they were, who he was, and, and that's you know you're gonna miss for every Kenneth Walker. You're gonna have an Amir Speed. So. You know, that, that is what it is. And, you know, at least they're trying, but ultimately like the guys aren't being coached right and they're not, and the scheme is failing them. And that comes down to Scotty Hazleton and that comes down to Scotty Hazleton and Harlan Barnett. And as much as, as much as everyone freaks the fuck out when Mel Tucker stands at the podium and goes, I don't believe it's the scheme. Like you I truly believe, I truly believe he sits there and watches film and is just like that film room guy on Twitter. You know, he posts videos of like <laughs> yes. guys getting burned. Like, I think he does oh. that weekly with Scotty Hazleton. I'm not going to lie. I would love that. I'm sure I, behind closed doors, he had, he's like, you're, you're on borrowed time. I'm sorry. Anyone who comes recommended by Nick Saban, like just can't, can't be that, can't be that deficient at recognizing what a broken, what a bad defensive scheme. He's throw, throw a bag at Mike Trestle right now. Like, honestly, 
Just, I would pay. I would pay so much money just, to have him as our D coordinator. Mel, I'll Mel the name to be outside of his house in Cincinnati with a baby come back. <laughs> here, I'll throw a name out there that that you guys probably haven't heard before. His name is Joshua Christian Young. He's the defensive backs coach at Tulane. The last mm-hmm. two years, last year and this year, they've had a top ten passing defense in terms of yardage allowed. Mm-hmm. So throw a bag at him. Throw and the, and and the thing is, is um. In 2018, I wanted Dave Warner fired, and I wanted us to go get Warren <laughs> Ruggiero from Wake Wake Forest. That man won the – I think he won the – he was at least a finalist for the offensive I, assistant of the year. I want us to get an Xbox and a controller and Madden NFL after hmm. Dave Warner in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just wanted to run ask Madden. Seriously, that red box bowl will forever be burned in my head. I have a hypothetical for you guys. Would you rather have Dave Warner as your offense coordinator or Scotty Hazleton as your defense coordinator? Warner. Oh fuck yeah, Warner. Warner calls some pretty great years. Oh my god, my eyes like probably will never recover after watching (laughs) those offenses. Now we would have Warner too because at least there was like the 2013 and like Warner 2014 teams that could Warner actually Warner was the reason we were not good in 2018. He was the Warner was. showed. I well, I know, like I know, but like Warner, I think I think D'Antonio also kind of failed Warner a bit because he didn't put any, he didn't like kick him in the ass at all. That's true. also true. Yeah, I he think you kind of. I I think. I think Warner wasn't challenged. I, no. I think if, and like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Scotty Hazleton, like, I know like defense wins championships or whatever, and offense wins games. But with Scotty Hazleton's defense, we're doing fucking neither. So <laughs> would you rather have Dan Ruchar call the offense or Scotty Hazleton call the defense? That's who? The- Dan Rashard was the OC the from eleven to twelve. Yeah, he was the first bad one. He's yeah. the guy who cut. He's the guy who, who wanted to play Andrew Maxwell over Connor Cook. Right. He left for yeah. a Saint, a Saints, like a Saints job. Did D'Antonio more? The NFL, well, I heard he basically was like, "You should take this job." Yeah. <laughs> was it like like a quality control guy? Like, as it was no, he was like he was jobs? like no, he was like an offensive assistant. Yeah, that's a fake job. That's a fake job. I don't know if. <laughs> Officially, he could have been like receivers coach or something, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, he took an NFL job. And I remember the Red Cedar message board. It was like Star Wars when the Death Star blew up. It was like we were all like no one was fighting each other. It was so peaceful. Like just constantly like let's go. Let's anyone's better than him. Um just I, imagine the Scotty Hazelton has been relieved of his oh duties to at the end of this year. That the crab rave. Oh, that crab oh, rave. Crab is rave. Hit. What? The crab, crab rave. <laughs> you know the did 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 like you know I can't wait for when Hazelton gets let go. The Facebook group is gonna have like the boomers going, we should have given him more time. Like, oh man, those guys are I don't be- even know. I don't even know if boomers can defend Scotty Hazelton at this oh, point. There's so I, honestly, I've never, I haven't seen one single person defend him. There was. I, I wish I could find him. There was one. I'm just like, are you serious? Like, he wrote this long post about, like, you know, Narduzzi, it took him four years for his defense to kick in, which I'm like, fair point. But you could see Narduzzi's scheme was not the problem. Yeah. He just had to get his guys in. But, like, this scheme sucks. And I'm just like, I see your, I see your point, but at the same time, it's really stupid. <laughs> Um, I think Hazelton Hazelton deserves um, one of those bottles for my enemies, basically like the the Dave Portnoy thing, where he, he has a bottle for when one of his enemies fails, and then he pops <laughs> champagne when they fail to celebrate. So I think I think Hazelton deserves one of those. We all get a bottle of champagne for when he's relieved of his duties. I'll do it. I'll post one for Bacon Wire. I yeah. will pop a bottle of champagne for Bacon yes. Wire. I'll just do like the Stone Cold Steve Austin, the two beers. <laughs> I'll just do that if he gets fired. Hell, I might do that. If we, I'll, do, I'll do it if we fucking beat Michigan somehow. No, I'll run up Michigan, and down my street, man. Twitter's going to be a, a hellscape for if sure. It's going to be a hellscape win or lose. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, yeah. Going on I mean, here. I'm expecting it. Like, I don't know. I'm expecting a loss. I'm expecting a bad loss. I'm expecting an ugly loss. 
honestly, like, honestly, like all the Michigan accounts who piss me off have me blocked anyway. So <laughs> it's like I'm not even. It's not I, even going to come through. Like, I don't have Scott Bell does not block me. I am blown away by that. Like, I don't really even care. Like, Scott Bell's going to be unemployed in six months. Like, I don't. Like, I'm not. I'm not worried. Like, I don't. Like, and if somehow by like divine intervention, because I'm the only person who like correctly read Jesus is pansexual, that we like beat Michigan on Saturday, like my account's not going to be, my account will be banned quicker than I'm going to be in a pissing contest with Kanye for how quickly accounts get. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, I share this. I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on Michigan Twitter. I share this with my in-laws. They're big Michigan fans. They're good people. We split this. I've had it for two years. I'm kind of thinking might be saying goodbye on the 30 on October 30th when I see them. But, you know, I'm keeping it here until then. You know, I'll keep it in the spot where I normally keep them just for superstition. But, um, yeah, that was that was good. It's good chance. I think I think we're a little more calm this week than we were last week. But you know, I'm kind of just whatever. I kind of just want to get this game over with. I don't know how you guys are feeling. Like I'm, it's Michigan State, Michigan. But this this year, I'm just like, let's just play this game. I'm ready. Like, let's just do it. I want this year to be over. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, real quick before we leave, uh, the downfall of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are here, and I'm very happy. Um, could not be happier. It's it's great, and it's going to be even better because Tom Brady, I truly believe he's done. I think he's cooked. Um, and, well, anyone Giselle, else? Giselle any- thought he was getting worse and just left him. That's crazy. What's that? I said Giselle just saw that he was getting worse and just, like, dipped on him. <laughs> it's like, man, this guy's like trash now. Yeah. Matt Stafford ruined their marriage. Changed my mind. Um, all right. Connor, thank you for coming on, my friend. My fam- my brother, sorry. Yes, my brother, my family. Yeah. Um, let's let's just try to have a good week and don't get banned on Twitter before game day. And we'll just see what happens that night. Maybe around 11 p.m. we'll be celebrating or just deleting the app for a couple hours. Um, we'll be quiet. Yeah, we'll be quiet. <laughs> Uh, fellas, (laughs) fellas, go green, go white, go white.